This is the War Room Roundtable Podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Zach, it's so right. awesome to have you here, man. First of all, how are you doing? I'm great. Happy Friday. Uh, yeah. Feeling good. It's been a good week, so can't complain. You know, when I first came across Clay and, you know, this this brainchild that you've created here for businesses, I was at a co-working space and a buddy of mine named Tim Kaysen was like, are you on Clay yet? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, dude, it, he starts showing me on his phone. He's like, and it's got a web app. And I'm like, hold on. Because when I first heard of any kind of thing like this, it was, there was a hip hop artist that had come up with a product that sort of purported to do this, but then I never saw or heard anything of it ever again. And I know it exists out there and we huh. can talk about that later. Like I can bring it up if yeah. you want. Um, but yeah, for me, I was like, dude, this is exactly what I've been looking for because I've done over 2000 interviews and have no idea how to stay in touch with everyone. Right. So this was already That's... for me. Brilliant. And then I go in Amazing. and you've got a clean interface, clean design. Anybody who's an entrepreneur who's too busy, even if they have a personal assistant, but wants to maintain their relationships. For me, I was like the value prop speaks for itself. But I want to know, now that I've laid that groundwork, I want to know what Zach was doing when he said to himself, this is something I'm going to commit to because it takes work to build something good. And that's a big commitment you undertook. So where were you in your life when this decided to be the thing for you? Love it. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on um, and really appreciate the kind words. We uh, uh, we pay a lot of attention to the details and a lot of attention to all the things you described. So it's great to hear that uh, in real people's uh, experiences that it that it actually hits in the way that we think. So um, let me start with our background. So my co-founder, Matt, and I met uh, way back um, 10, 11 years ago. Um, and, you know, I, we never, uh, you know, we never imagined we'd be co-founders. We were just friends in a co-working space, uh, working on two, uh, sort of related, but very different companies. So, um, his was in the design, uh, space. He was a designer. Um, he was working at this company called layer vault. Um, uh, they had a community called designer news. It was the best, the biggest community of designers online. Um, and I was working on a dev tools company for developers, and we bonded basically over how similar our experiences were at each of those companies, how much we love design, how much we love brand, how much we love building things and building product, um, but also how tough, A, how tough early stage startups can be, um, and B, how much the relationship between the founders matters, like what you really don't realize, like uh you know everybody says the same things around oh it has to be it's a relationship it's like having a partner you know it's like having a you know a significant other you have to spend time in the relationship but you don't realize it until you are in in it doing it that like how how strained how much uh how much shit you go through together um and so that was really the 
uh, the origin story of our relationship on a personal level. Um, and we have a lot in common, you know, Matt's an immigrant, I was first generation, and we think about people very similarly. Um, we've had people, um, mentors, friends, colleagues, former coworkers, um, you know, who have made a difference, who have introduced you to that person that then leads to this other thing that you, that then happened. And so that sort of butterfly effect of, uh, you know, what, who do you know and how do you know them? And, you know, this web of people that just, you know, five years later, you're like, how did I even meet you? Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, we're, we're very big fans of serendipity and, and, and just randomness and chance and, and take, you know, making your own luck and stuff like that. So, you know, we've had moments in our lives that are like that. Um, that was never more true than, you know, our jobs after those two startups where, uh, you know, Matt went on, uh, to a series A company in New York, a YC company, um, helped grow that and scale that on the design side and the product side. Um, I went to Goldman Sachs, uh, which I never imagined I would do. And I was a product manager there, helped build a product team there. Um, they were building a SaaS product, like software to uh, basically a Bloomberg terminal competitor. And that, you know, I never thought I would go there. And then I met randomly, uh, you know, this, this guy who I thought was the smartest person I'd ever met, um, and who was also crazy brilliant in meetings and sales pitches and things like that. And so I was like, I'm going to learn a ton from this team and, and for do that for four years. So four or five years later, you know, Matt and I are thinking of leaving our respective companies and we kept coming back to this idea. We were just like, you know, we know we've tried a bunch of products that have done this. We have, you know, LinkedIn accounts that we use every so often to to sort of try to manage our networks and never works. Um, and the thing we kept coming back to is, uh, you know, Matt would jot down in a in an Apple note sort of after a meeting, hey, this is like what I remember we chatted about, like, you know, kids names or, you know, what he needed to do, stuff like that. I would do that in Evernote. I would do that. I, I used to do that in Google Contacts. I would try everything to just like, who do I know? And like, who are the people that I want to spend more meaningful time with every month, every week, every quarter? Um, and so at some point we were like, let's try and figure out if there's something here. And so that started this process, uh, which I can go more into, but of talking to users, trying to figure out what the product was, like really like sitting down with our customers and and then launching the first version of Clay. So I'm happy to talk about that, happy to talk about more of uh, any of the stuff I touched on there. But that's the high level of how we met and why we decided to to dive deeper. And I really appreciate you going into sort of how your personal bond was first formed, because it's like you said, if if you look at the theme here, it's about people, about connection. Right. And the fact that you play such an emphasis on your own relationship with your business partner and how that works just goes to show that you're in this. Sure. For any number of reasons that someone goes into business, but there's an element of you truly value relationships and what that means and how to manage them and maintain them. And in a world like today, we do need a tool that helps us manage our relationships better. If anything, that helps us develop them better. And I really appreciate that that's really where the heart of your intent comes from as a as a team. No origin story is complete without asking, okay, Clay dot Earth, right? Like the name. What how did that happen? I want to hear it. What what band names did you guys scrap before you decided this one? <laughs> there are a lot of names. There are a lot of names. Um the way we always answer that is to ask you what you think it like what what is the meaning you hear in that? And like sort of how what why would you, you know, what do you think is in the name Clay? 
Well, for sure. It's what makes the earth up of people, right? It's like, it's like people are the yeah. clay of the earth. That, that's my first impression. And hopefully yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that was the intent, you know? hundred <laughs> percent. So there was, there was, uh, yeah, a bunch of reasons. I mean, every previous product in the space, um, you know, it's like contacts, mega book. It's like, you know, uh, <laughs> best contacts, whatever. And they're so transactional. They're so, uh, like nobody wants to use something like that. No app is called that. And so we were like, what is the direct opposite? What is the most like elemental, like, so, like, uh, you know, just more natural, more natural sounding, more authentic sounding. And so we went through a bunch of ideas. We like clay for a bunch of reasons, you know, earth and what makes up the earth. Um, also it's like moldable, right? You can like mold clay. It hardens over time. Like you've got that whole element of it. Um, and then, you know, the dot earth, we just like, you know, we, we needed a, a TLD. We needed like a dot com. The dot com was taken. So we, we went down the list and that was the one that it was the most fun. You know, I think it was like the most like memorable and stuff, but, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, that's why we chose it. And then we had our logo was done by, um, the very great designer, Mackie Saturday, who designed Instagram's logo and a bunch of other Oculus Whoa. and all those. So, yeah. So there was a lot of, uh, love and, and he loved the idea that it was similarly like very natural and fun and, and whimsical, but also, uh, you know, like a beautiful, uh, a name. So, yeah. I, I love this. Do you yourself, uh, you know, keep in mind the, the audience is always, uh, the, at least the ones that listen to anything I have to say, uh, are actual business owners from small business owners to copywriters, to people who run CBD companies, you know, out in Minnesota or something, you know, or yeah. even, even entrepreneurs that own a couple of LLCs and a staffing agency, you know, the list goes on. And yeah. so they don't believe in email often and Slack gets crazy. So in your own stack, in your own day-to-day, -day, where have you found that for you as the creator of the product, Clay has really taken the stage? Is it is it center stage in terms of portal communication for you? Or where do you see it? And 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 I'll and I'll say this, right? It's like uh Apple has developed the tablet, right? And the laptop and the desktop, and yet People are always pushing for the tablet to replace the laptop, but Apple says, no, there's a place for that. And there's a place for this. So I'm interested in hearing that. For, and I, I know you're on the dev team, but you're also, you know, this is your child. So I imagine you have some yeah. thoughts on this. No, uh, that's a great question. Um, and haven't been asked that before. I think, um, so let me start with, uh, let me start a little bit with some of the user, like the, the user interviews we did and why we, why why we built clay the way we did and there were there were a lot of decisions there i think um we interviewed a lot of freelancers entrepreneurs um uh, people you know in that demographic um uh, and and in our minds that was actually the perfect demographic right because your network is not your linkedin it's not your email it's not it is everywhere and everybody can be considered a part of it and so what we realized was that for that group, but also for you know professionals in in big companies, the lines between personal and professional were blurring, right? Like you you have friends who become coworkers, you have coworkers who become friends outside of work, and so the thing we were trying to figure out is like no one tool has a full picture of who your network is, um, and and your contacts app, you know that skews a little bit more personal. Um, you know, you might text somebody that, you know, you're meeting up with for work, like all of those things, all the communications are everywhere. And so one of our real, you know, our, our core philosophies when we started was that's totally okay. And actually we should lean into that. Um, we don't 
we don't need you to be adding friends in clay, right? We don't we, we don't need to be the next LinkedIn uh, from a like social networking perspective because you have a bunch of other social networks that you use and you use them for, you know, your network. You you put different communication and content on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and all of those are different. And so let's treat them differently. All we care about is being, and you know, the, the big picture and the, the big brain thinking here is that we want to be that source of record for people, the, the source of truth or the, or the source of record for people, right? So like how all of those people live across all those places, let's be that uh, and, and sort of uh, give you a full picture of everybody you know. And so to do that right, you got to do a lot of work. You got to do a lot of engineering work, design work, product work, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, for, for, uh, freelancers for for people that are running their own business that's not like you don't have a you know a CRM right like where you put all of your leads and contacts or everything most people don't um same with you know to your point like most people you know it might be contacts it might be you you might not even be an email right so you might be on Instagram just like being on DMs or Facebook or whatever so for us that was the that was like totally okay and so the way i use it um i use clay for two main things um i use I, i'll put three main things. The first is after a chat with somebody, that note that you were going to put somewhere, um, put it in clay because it's going to be better. Uh, it's going to be more useful. You're going to come back to it later. Anytime we remind you about that person in the future, you'll have the full history of how you know them. So that's number one. Um, number two, uh, I use clay for search. So the, the, the thought that you have of like, who is that person I met in 2015 in LA, when I was at that place, like just type that into our search box and we will find that person for you. Um, and that is not something you can do anywhere else. People open up their calendar, they open up their email, they open up LinkedIn and they're, they're like, where, who is that person? And the reality is, you know, our brains and the way we think about people search, you think about it by time, you think about it by place, you have like all these weird, like ways of remembering people that most search anything else will not you know, do right. And so that's what, that's what we spent a lot of time building out. Um, and then the third thing is for reminders. And so clay by default, we call it reconnect clay by default, will remind you about three people every day that you haven't talked to in a while. And we do that with a bunch of AI and a bunch of very complicated things. But at the end of the day, we reduce that down to here's three people. We don't, we're not telling you, you need to reach back out to them. All we're telling you is to think about them. Um, and the concept of thinking about expanding the number of people you can think about at any given week or month is a pretty powerful idea when you think about it because you know there's a bunch of psychological research and and uh, uh economics research around this thing called Dunbar's number where um, you can only really have 150 people in your head at any given time right um if I ask you to like write down the names of everybody you can think of you're gonna max you're gonna max out at 150 most people don't even get there right but the reality is that our digital networks, our digital social networks are much, much larger than that. And all of the good stuff in your professional life, in your uh, personal life happens when mo like, when you're, you're in the shower and two of those neurons connect and you're like, oh my God, that person should meet that person. Or I need to email that person for that thing that I need, because then that will result in this other thing happening. And all of that, that's all the serendipity and luck stuff that we talk about. All of that happens because you just remember the person's name for like a flash of a second. Uh, and so that's what we want to do. We just want to do that in a really lightweight way. And most other tools are are just forced. They're trying to get you to reach out and, and talk and like or subscribe or reach out to the person on, on Facebook or whatever. And we, we don't need that. We just want you to, you are good at what you are you know best at. And so we just want you to 
keep, if anything, even doubling that number would be massive for the amount of uh, business your business can generate, um, the amount of relationships you can have, um, your happiness and your success in your personal life, all of that sort of follows from that. So that's why we uh, that's why we lean so heavily into that. So those are the three things that I do with Clay. And we have people who use it, they run their business on it, they they have a bunch of other people on it, they, um, you know, they add people in Clay before they add it to their contacts. That's all nice. But, you know, even if you just sign up for Clay, and have a database or a place where you can go where you know that you can search for someone and find them reliably that is actually enough for people for most people to be like this is a game changer for for me so that's that's sort of the workflow question but um there's a lot of stuff there um and there's a lot of stuff even left for us to build so uh yeah for, for me my i was thinking dunbar's number just before you said it and when you said it i said yes what a mission to push the boundaries of what dunbar thought was possible right like i said like, like, like that is an incredible statement to make because in a world where we're more connected than never yet feel more disconnected than never it's cool to have that and to add to the sauce there it's a lot like like podcasting where you know you can watch a video and you know it takes all your attention you got to sit there or you can do what podcasting does, which is it's a companion to your everyday life, right? In terms of positioning. And I, I, I'm a digital marketer. So like in the background, I'm always yeah, thinking about that. how these things fit, you yeah. know? And for me, yeah. I just think there's so much. I can understand how you can look at a company like yours and go, okay, we're going to have to really decide what we're focusing on because we could go anywhere with this and kudos on the name because it's true some people name their company or their product based on seo and it's like oh they're going to find us here and it's like come on man and then you become corny or you can stake a claim and uh, you can you can put a stake in the ground claim that stake and say this is what we're doing this is what we're called you're either going to love it or hate it but this is what we are and it's original unique and it has its own identity and i respect that because often yeah i can't Think of how many marketing agencies, let's say, since that's where I'm from, can can, yeah. can claim that they add marketing agency to the back uh, to to their title of everywhere you look. It's like I we get it, yep. but SEO is kind of on its way out too because you know, well, that's a whole other conversation. So, so let me ask you this: We know where you came from. We see where you are right now, and I know there's a lot of developments in the pipeline happening there. But for you, as as one of the leaders of this company and the vision, uh, you know, I, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, and I think it would be a missed opportunity if I didn't ask someone like you on the cutting edge of technology with the experiences that you have. Often, business owners, we're, we're going to slide into, I think, just pure value for the listener, regardless, agnostic of your product, right? Just you as an entrepreneur. All the time entrepreneurs, business owners are faced with trying to get their vision out of their head and to their team. And being able to get the feedback to be able to check in on the team and make sure that that vision and everyone is on the same page, right? So for you, what does that process look like? And do you find that you face challenges there just like every other owner? Wow. Um, yeah, great question. Uh, so my co-founder, Matt, and I, I do a lot of that. He's spectacular at it. Um, and I think the thing we've learned is there's a, there's a few core learnings, I would say. Uh, the first is the world's changing around you. You're constantly, you know, responding to new stimuli, new, you know, competitors, new, uh, new uh, customers or opportunities. Um, and you have to constantly balance the sort of 
I'm going to commit to this for a period of time long enough to figure out whether it's going to work or not with being able to be nimble enough to change your mind, you know, and, and, and respond to those new inputs. So, um, for our team, we do a lot of, uh, sharing. We're really transparent with sort of how, um, you know, what's happening, uh, who, you know, what are our top level goals and metrics and OKRs? What are we trying to, you know, move towards, um, you know, uh, what, what do we see the environment being like at the end of the year or in the next six months and what do we need to do and where do we need to get to, um, to reach, you know, that next step. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, I think, there is there is an element of of uh, storytelling there as well, where you know there's a lot of as entrepreneurs you 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 deal with you you have you're inundated with information you have a bunch of inputs that are constantly coming at you and you know it's not about uh, you you have to you have to explain you have to synthesize that. You have to do that work for your team and and be able to say, you know, here's where I want, here's where we're going to go together and we're going to be with you every step of the way here, but here's why. And, and you know, like, here's the high level. Um, if you want to dive deeper, here's how to do it. But uh, they need to, they they need to, see some of that input and, and and make some of those decisions themselves too, right? You have to trust your team enough to, to shape that process. So you have to do enough of the sort of let's go over there without, you know, both micromanaging and without saying, you know, I don't trust you to do that. You have to sort of empower your team to do that. So that's another thing. And then the last one that I think I, I, my, my lesson for my first startup and, and then now here is that there is so much that is outside of your control. There is so much that you can do and maniacal focus is important, but also being really, uh, really brutal about what matters and what doesn't and realizing that most stuff doesn't like most uh most times the feature you build will not matter the way you build it will not matter the what you call your company probably won't matter like along the edges it might like move everything your chances of success up, up you know one percentage point or down one percentage point but it is not any one of those things that does it it is you going out there and hitting up 1% every day. And it's also finding the thing that is 100% or 200% that really like moves the needle. And if you don't have a sense of what the force magnifier, you know, force multiplier is going to be, then you haven't thought deeply enough about how to stack rank everything. And, and that's something that Matt has really helped me do. And our investors as well, I've, I've, I've seen, um, and founder, you know, people like founder advisors and um, people that we admire who do this, they are, you know, you're maniacally focused on that top thing and everything else doesn't matter. And, and trying to figure out what that is and being honest about what you expect that thing to uh, achieve for you. Um, and then being honest whether, you know, after you spend a day or a week or a month on it, like, did it do that for you? And why, why were we wrong about that? Learning from it and then feeding it back into your process so that you can get better over time. That I think is the, that is the founder's journey. It's the entrepreneur's journey. And I think you have to do that, you know, rinse and repeat over and over again, and you're going to get it wrong. And then at, at some point you then realize, okay, we've got this right. And that's what we tell our team too, right? Like that's, that's why we set those like high level markers because they need to be able to assess on any, micro decision or macro decision? How much time should I spend on this? Should I be paying attention to this at all? 
or is this the most important thing that's going to make the difference in the company? And that's that's what you constantly have to. Do. And so that's decision making, that's prioritization. Uh, it's really hard to do right, but when you when you get in the habit of it, it really does pay dividends. So that's how we think about it. I love that. And anyone who's running and owning a, a, a software project or pretty much any business, I think, can take a lot from what you said because it is that abstract yet very concentrated uh, sort of like holding a, a magnifying glass to the sunlight and trying to find exactly where it's going to burn like that that is what they need to find and i love that your emphasis based on experience is saying look if you really don't if you really can't articulate what you know is not important in your business you need to think about that first because that'll help you actually then eliminate all that and find out what is important i think that's such i mean that's just experience talking right there man that's what that is so i want to give you the floor and i want to uh, you know because i want to i want to be respectful of our time here uh I want to give you the floor so that you can tell people, number one, where do you prefer to be connected, contacted with? And is it through Clay? <laughs> and uh, also what your call to action is to, to anyone out there listening that now understands not only your journey, but what your product is set out to do and where you plan to go. Amazing. Um, so you can uh, sign up for the product, download the app uh, at clay.earth. So C-L-A-Y dot earth. Um, you can, uh, it's free to sign up, free to try. There's a free plan. Um, so no need to upgrade, but when you upgrade, you do get full search history. You get a bunch of other nice things like uh, delegated access. You, you can add your team um, and things like that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at ClayHQ, um, same on LinkedIn. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ZMH, uh, just my initials, and then my co-founder Matt at Acharium, his last name, A-C-H-A-R-I-A-M. Um, and we share a bunch of stuff there around uh, company building, around sort of product and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, the best way to experience it is to give it a try. Um, you, you know, one thing that I you know, sort of principles wise at the beginning, we felt really deeply about privacy and, and about security. And so um, you can connect as much or as little as you want. We do not sell your data. Um, you know, your data is yours. Uh, and there's a human readable privacy policy you can read through. Um, so some people, you know, connect one account, they connect their, you know, uh, contacts or their email or something. And then once they see the product and they're like, oh, cool, this, I understand this now, then they go and connect more stuff. So, um, you know, that, that was really important to us and helping you grow alongside, you know, your company and, and the more people you meet and the more, you know, uh, contacts you have, the more we'll grow with you. We have, we have people that, uh, you know, high school students that started with us when we launched, you know, three years ago, and they're still now they're in college and they're, they're using clay and, and they've got their whole network there. So, um, that's, that's us. Um, and then you can email us. We have, uh, you know, we're a very small team. Um, we are very maniacally almost focused on, um, on, uh, uh, customer happiness and make sure you have a great experience and we answer all of our emails. Uh, and so reach out, we are happy to onboard anybody, um, get you set up, um, and make sure that you have the best experience possible. So that's, that's the clay way. Love it. Is there anything in particular yeah. you want them to know about where you plan to go or any other places you might be attending, speaking at, sh uh, showcasing anything? Um, no plans at the moment. Uh, we, uh, we have lots of stuff in the pipeline. So, um, particularly for Instagram that's, you know, coming, um, we 
You've got a bunch of other integrations. Um, and then uh, uh, Windows uh, as well, Windows and Android coming soon. So we're, we're thinking through that. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Um, and we uh, we love hearing from people. So if there's a feature that I didn't mention or something that's like critical to your business, um, let us know. Just email our support team. They'll uh, they'll add it to the roadmap, and we'll we we read everything. We we log everything. We make sure that we um, have our finger on the pulse of, of what people are looking for and what uh, making something people want. Cause that's the, that's the most important thing to us. So. Zach, I can't thank you enough for, first of all, opening up uh, a little bit about your, your personal journey, then how the product itself launched, you know, where you see it fitting in the stack for everyday life, not only for your company, but for other people and some interesting use cases, yeah. you know, even with high schoolers and just, it was such a profound conversation. And then to share your actually hard earned experience and what it means to be an owner, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and how the kind of thinking that goes into being a leader and some of the things you'll have to do to double down on to actually get results. For me, this has been a very valuable conversation, uh, agnostic of your own product, but yet at the same time, a great feature of what the product is and the intent behind, you know, the integrity behind your product. So thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Phil. This is great um, and big fan of the show. So keep it up, keep the interviews going. It's, it's a valuable resource for people. And I think uh, the more, uh, you know, other, the more that people can hear from one another about what's working and what's not, and, and just have honest conversations like this, then uh, the better everybody will be. So thank you for doing it. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.